Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day today. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, for your love that you show us every single day in so many ways, many of which we even take for granted. It is your mercy that we are alive. It is your grace that we see good things. We see peace, we see health, we see safety. We see success, we see prosperity. It is the wisdom that you pour into our lives, Lord, that helps us get to where you planned for us to be. And you continue to pour that wisdom along with your peace and your joy into our hearts. So that when we meditate with you and, and when we commune with you in our secret place, then you reveal to us those deep and secret things by your spirit. That we are able to stand up, we are able to move on in our journey, walking with you in your light. And we share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet personally know you and with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those whom we are lifting up in our prayer today and those that have no one to pray for them, Father. We ask for a quickening in their spirits that they might see your presence, that they might know it is you who are calling, that your glory that is shining through might bring about transformation and revival in their spirit. And as we lift each of these along with our personal intentions today, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, our father, the great I am, the one who is faithful, the one who is our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer and our shield, our strength, the ancient of days. And we pray in the name of his spirit, as are in the name of his son, Jesus. The one through whom we have achieved salvation, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Lord of hosts, the one who is called faithful and true, the Lamb of God. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of light and life and truth, the spirit of victory, the spirit of El Shaddai. The one who partners with us is tabernacled within our body, gives life to our spirit and helps us overcome. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You bless us with the gift of prayer where we can commune with you where we can legally authorize you to step into our circumstances. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, to fill all the gaps that we have in the places where we fall short. We thank you, Father, that you teach us your ways that are high above our ways. You bid us focus and read on your word, and it is you who quicken us and give us that revelation. You give us that understanding and fill us with your wisdom. 
so that we know our next steps ahead and we are able to apply those steps in accordance with what you teach us through your revelation, through your word. Align with your kingdom. And then just as you said, all these things shall be added unto you. We thank you, Father, that you have loved us with that everlasting love that is unchangeable. There is nothing that we can do that will change your love for any lesser. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord, for each of these lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And we declare that it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life and the discernment to choose it every time we speak. Today, I'd like to start with a question. Is your prayer moving God to answer it? And if it is not, then what kind of prayer will move God? James 5, verse 16, the second part of that verse. I'll read from the Amplified Version. It says, The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, that is a believer, is able to accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. When put into action and made effective by God. So when will that be made effective? In practice, what does such a prayer look like? I'd like to look at three examples in the Bible of people who prayed in this way and got results. Now, what can we learn from them? And the first example is that of Elisha, the prophet Elisha. This is the very next verse in James chapter 5, there verse 17, where he is referenced. It speaks about his prayer, earnest prayer, to stop rain and then start rain again. But to study and reflect on that, what he did and how he did it, you can reference 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, where he prayed earnestly that there be no rain and there was no rain for a span of three and a half years. Now, after he had stopped the rain for this long a time, 
1 Kings chapter 18, the next chapter now, verses 42 to 45, shows or says that he prayed again for rain and he prayed earnestly. So how did he pray there? The Bible said he put his head between his knees and prayed seven times, each time asking his servant to go out and check for a cloud, expressing his faith. He prayed seven times when a rain cloud finally started to appear. He got his answer both times. And he prayed for it to stop and for it to start. So what are the keys here in his prayer? He was unashamed, but he was consistent and his prayer was heartfelt. When he called his servant to go look for a cloud, what would have been going on in that servant's mind when he saw Elijah in the position and posture that he was in with his head between his knees praying? Now, if he's not on the same level in the spirit, the servant would have probably been shocked. What is this man doing there? But Elijah didn't care about anything. He was unashamed. Second example, let's look at that of Anna, the mother of Samuel. She was childless. And when the family went to Shiloh to worship the Lord, when you read 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10, it says, She was in bitterness of soul and cried her heart sore. Eli the prophet thought she was drunk. Such was her state. Can you imagine a person crying and praying so much that they lose their sober appearance and look like a drunkard? What was the condition of her heart there? The Bible goes on to say she was blessed. God heard her and she was blessed with a son. That was answered prayer. So what was the key here again? Again, she was unashamed in how she prayed. That connection was all that mattered. It was heartfelt to the point that she lost her appearance but didn't bother about who was looking and what would they think. Even Elijah didn't, Elisha didn't bother. I hope this is ringing a bell of how they prayed. They didn't care of their surroundings. The third one, that is that of Jesus. At the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed in the same way as these. And Luke 22 verse 44 records this. It says, being in agony, deeply distressed and anguished, that was a condition of his heart. Almost to the point of death. He prayed more intently, earnestly. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling down to the ground. And then it says he prayed like this three times. So what was the key there in his prayer? He was fervent. He was immersed even in his body. He was consistent. He kept going back and praying. 
if your sweat started to fall like drops of blood and you noticed during your prayer, what would you be doing? Many of us would be alarmed. And if our state was like that where anyone, any onlooker would think this person's probably drunk, what would we be doing? We'd probably be adjusting our clothes, our facial appearance and moving aside so that we move out of that public eye. Would we stop praying is the bigger question. So what are the common observations or keys here? They didn't bother at who was around and looking and what would they think of me. They were unashamed. Getting results in prayer was their only objective. They poured out their heart to God. That's the second one. Didn't hold back. Didn't just have a formal conversation. It was heart-to-heart -heart conversation. They poured out completely telling him everything. Their deepest anguish, their concerns, their cares. And the third one is they were consistent. And insistent enough for God to take them seriously. Here are some questions for you. Are you doing these three things in your place of prayer? Does your prayer depend on who is around and watching? Thereby going to the point of, oh, I cannot kneel. Oh, I cannot bend down and touch my head to the ground. Oh, I cannot cry. Because others are seeing me. What will people around think? Or are you just praying once and wondering, it is done now? Why do I have to keep repeating myself? Is God deaf? Or does he prefer a drama to see my head between my knees? And let me show you what he looks at before he decides to move. In 1 Samuel 16 verse 7, he said to the prophet Samuel, Man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So it was never about what was the posture, are my head, is my head between my knees or not. It was never about the posture, it was about always about and is always about the condition of the heart. Question, what impression of your heart do you think he is getting? And is that good enough to move him? How heartfelt is your prayer? Is it going to the point of being unashamed? I am so desperate for a result that I don't care about who is watching and what they think. Am I putting my all in there? Giving it my all to the point that it starts to move him. That he takes me seriously in my prayer. So two things to remember here, for your prayer to move God, it must first move you. Only then it is heartfelt. 
if it is not stirring you up, it is not moving you, then there is something missing. You can use this as a way to test yourself. If it didn't stir something up in you, forget about outcomes. We need to put all our heart into it. Not half-hearted and certainly not depending on who is watching. It is not about the sweat or the tears that qualify you before God. It is the condition of your heart that when genuine will manifest these kind of physical signs. You didn't need to try there. They will come by themselves. Don't try to fake it. He knows the difference. And then when we are praying, we need to remember what Jesus said in Luke 9 verse 26. He said, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. So we need to hold fast to these values and see our prayer life transformed. See it become dynamic and have tremendous power, just as James 5 verse 16 in the Amplified Version says. When it moves God, then it is made effective by Him and it becomes dynamic and can have tremendous power. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us focus on these things when we make our personal prayer and when we pray and intercede for others as well. So that we are completely immersed into it from our heart. When we pray for others, we feel their pain. And we pray over it as if it is our own. I ask for that grace in our prayer, Father, to be made effective, to have tremendous power. Let there be a stirring within us, Lord, every time we lift our eyes and our hands up to pray. Let our prayer life be transformed in the name of Jesus. I ask for this edification in each of our spirits this day, Father. Let that prayer life go to the next level. And as we make our prayer in the spirit today, I ask, Lord, and we pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends as well. We pray for all those that are battling any kind of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. For all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance of your ways, Father, as mentioned in your word, and poverty, all designed to keep your people in subjection and bondage. We speak your light over each of these circumstances as well as any other challenges and limitations like addictions and compulsive behaviors as well, Lord. Let your truth be impressed by your spirit through a quickening in each of these lives. For where your truth and your spirit is, there is liberty, Father. There is freedom 
from every yoke of the enemy. That your word be put in their mouths. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. I believe, Lord, each of us believe that this prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara <laughs> Manskala branda la rabrosete brachatestecate. Shadi de Leon Joroscotata bada prosteleva resta recestecatae. Inanda rasafara jalarandarada la radaba. Praticayangela rambrochestecaea. Inanda rosta de decestecata. Shatuscata brangela rambaracestecae. Inanda rasafraste brachetecate. Barra satalere gelere de liura gelarada la radaba. Aranja bracaste la radela rasotoro pantos eteste catecate. Sofraste barengetele de tetecataya. Shenanda rasa farajalarada la radabaradabaladaba. Mantos calabrangela raseta prostecaea. Edia da la rasarada la recate. Antaras casta bracasta la regelaradora dosta de dea. Pofake lambarin, Lediente, Lede de Marajela Rascara de la Radabara Barabaraba, Rabaranja la Randela Rasato, Ketekete, Kurascaraya de la Radam Brazila Rangela Radaradaraba, Barraketo Keste, Stedititititi, Arajala Radaradaraba, Ananja Daracata Stataya, Barketa, Tantor of Porto Stedititititititititi. Rastoke Yanjes Calabranda la Rasite Liberiaste Regelere de Diora de la Rabba Marasata la Raja la Randa Racatosia Rastake Yanjelen de Resteste Ketekete Sato Brian Jalin de Rasa de Braticasai Adenda Raja la Rascora de la Rabba Mantos Calabrangela Rastoros de Cataya Adesiata prosteke angelam brosenteres tecate tecate. Ambarachella rascata da 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 Omanda sentere kestai, a chinstia rara prakasta. Arabadala rajalaran torakeste ketekete. 
Ajanta Rekala Raskaradala Radabada Brosin Terebales Kataya Jil 
We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Jeremiah 29, verses 12 and 13, quoted from the Amplified Bible. And this is the Lord speaking, where he says, Then you will call on me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear your voice, and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters by Brother Savio's powerful reflections, daily reflections, by the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions every evening and our Friday Bible study sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube to, with your friends and family and invite them to join in those sessions live. If the timings do not suit, they can also pray and reflect with the recordings which are available on our YouTube page, on Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. And at the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, it does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank you bless everyone. God bless everybody. God bless everybody.